Welcome to the new media show. We're back. Doing the new media show again. People are actually going to listen to this jump. We do it live. We're live right now. We'll just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. We just can't get enough. The new media show. Let's go. Just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. Bada bing, bada boom. The new media show. We do it live. Just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. We're going live. The new media show. I'm like Adam Curry, and you're more like John C. Dvorak. I think I am Adam Curry, and you're the old curmudgeon. We do it live on the new media show again. The new media show. Technology. We make it sound so special. Here we are. Here we are. Welcome to the new media show. (laughs) Hey, Todd. (laughs) I was fully expecting we were going to have Facebook with us today as all prepped. Had nude. It's no, not happening. But it is happening next Wednesday. Okay. So, yeah. So they just changed the the date on us. So so better aligned with their team. So we're going to be joined by two two folks, a product person and a marketing person from from Facebook to talk about their the new, you know, Facebook podcast stuff that they're they're rolling out. So yeah. Well, that's exciting. And uh, I was excited to have them today. Uh, yeah. But it, 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 it's, it's for those of you that were all prepped, uh, we're sorry. Uh, th- th- they will be with us next week. So, uh, yeah. But I do have an important update. I'm, I'm not going to die, at least right now, of melanoma I heard about cancer. This, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so glad my, things uh, got, got, got caught in time, right? Yeah, but it's, uh, they're still going to operate on me. And uh, so, are you going to have to go go back to? Yeah, November November eighteenth. They're going to take an inch by inch patch out of my back down to my muscle. So wow, yeah, yep. So I'm going to have a. I guess I have a bit of a scar there, but it's better than death. Yeah, you know. So, you know, needs to say, I know many of you listened to the last show, but I'm just, again, going to please, this is something, you know, I had a general practitioner doctor that saw this thing every year for years, never recommended me seeing a dermatologist, um, which is an issue in itself. Mm -hmm. So if you think you have something wrong, you have to advocate for yourself. Um, If you don't. uh, and the only reason I, and it was a spot I really couldn't see unless I really, really got weird angle with a mirror. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone had saw me earlier in the year with uh, my shirt off around the pool and said, hey, that looks funny. You should get that checked. You should right. get that checked. And, uh, but it came back pre-melanoma severe. Mm. So uh, there's three rankings of that. And uh, I'm, very happy that uh, it turned out negative. So please, everyone, um, um, you know, if you got something going on, go go see uh, go see a dermatologist. Number, especially if you're a man, there's there's key things you gotta <clears throat> look at. You know, prostate. And yeah, when you're your colon, your you yeah. know those kind of things on a on a pretty re- fairly regular basis. Yeah. yeah, when I was fifty, I got the. Uh, how should we say it? Uh, knocked me out and checked my, you know, everything out. And that's something you have to do. 
that yep. uh, make sure there's no polyps or anything else crazy going on in your intestines. I know where this is a podcast show, but you know, when you, yeah. I had to wait, he called the doc called me a Saturday morning here as eight 30, my, or no, like two 30, my time, eight 30 in Honolulu when gave me the good news. And, uh, he was pretty honest on the phone. He said, I, I didn't have high hopes for this to come back negative. And, uh, so anyway, I've dodged a bullet here and, you know, there's many things that kill, kill people, but that's the number two melanoma cancer is the number two. And I keep hearing from Facebook, but yeah, my brother died. My sister died. My uncle died. Mm -hmm. um, my brother died. I'm like, well, wow. So, uh, so get it, get it checked. Everyone, if you have something, if it went in doubt, go see the doc. And, uh, you know, especially as you get older, it's, you know, once you get in your forties, fifties, sixties, you know, you got to really keep a close eye on it in that age range more than, you know, you do believe younger it, than that. Believe it or not, if you're a son yeah. person early in twenties, as early as in your twenties. Yeah. So I guess it depends on yeah. how much, if you live in the Southern climate, yeah, you're probably in the sun a lot more. Yeah. And if you're, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you know, I've got Irish German descent. I'm very fair red red hair when i was a kid so you know mm -hmm. it's it uh you know more susceptible to sun damage but i think that right. uh hopefully if if you know we've i've talked about this on my personal show i've talked about this on this show so if we help one person here go get something checked and please do and here's another thing dermatologists are actually not that expensive compared to doctors mm -hmm. if you don't have insurance just to go see one and to right I think my total bill for that visit was about $400. Now I have insurance. So my insurance is going to cover probably 80% of it, but mm -hmm. I don't know what the surgery is going to cost. Don't care. You know, that's right. one of those things where you're like, okay, let's see if we have to max credit card out, let's do that. You know, because your, your life's worth a lot. So anyway, uh, don't, don't go because you don't have insurance. Yeah. That's but, true. But anyway, uh, so Rob, the, the rumor mills are churned. And by the way, yes, sorry, Facebook's not here today. They'll be back. They'll be here next week. Thought they're going to be here. Um, so the rumor mills are churning. Google is up to something. Yes, I'm hearing lots of rumors too. And they've had a little bit of a skirmish too around, I guess, blocking some podcasts. Well, um, that are they're being restricted from access to people under the age of 18. So they are not interesting that are not marked explicit. Yeah. But so they, yeah. they use a variety of signaling. And I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to be doing some snooping around because I want to understand where the show originate, where, you know, who else here's, here's the, here's the, the problemo. If you're part of a network and one of the shows on the network is explicit and that domain gets mm -hmm. flagged as explicit, you might get busted down just by circumstance. That's my, that was my initial kind of like, hmm, maybe this could have happened because when they, when Google does a, they do it at the domain level when they, mm -hmm. when they flag a site for content. 
So if you're mm-hmm. a general non-adult show on a network on a, with your point of origin being that site along with an adult oriented show, well, could they have been drugged down? I don't know. That's funny to go look at the show in question and see if they're on a network page or what they are. Well, this is also a um, factor that exists in YouTube. Sure. Um, so this whole thing of, um, is the content designed for children or not? Right. Um, YouTube has that setting that you have as a, when you publish a new video, it asks you that question is this, and it has nothing to do with whether or not, um, it's like children's safe. Mm -hmm. That's not the intent of the question. The, the, the question, at least my understanding of it is, was this designed was this content created for children, right, um, or or not? And if it, it it if it was created for really anyone or adults primarily, then you check uh, it's not for children. Yeah, I have so, to do that for every live. Right. It asks me, is this live stream right. designed for children? And of course, I always say no. I don't have to check anything. It's saying yes, it is. Right, but that also may flag to with Google Podcasts. There might be some aspect of it that they're doing content algorithm that does content review of the podcast coming in. Cause I know that's what, you know, YouTube has some algorithms that check the content. Right. Mm-hmm. So I can see them doing that. I guess it's also potentially part of, and this was said by a Google podcast spokesperson that as part of our efforts to comply with new children's privacy regulations in the United Kingdom and other regions, uh, certain content may now be restricted for users who our system indicates may be under the age of 18. Mm. So, so the, this is maybe part of an eight, you know, a, a European union rule that was recently passed, um, for trying to target age appropriate content to younger users. So, yeah, well, the last, I guess we'll have to see what happens here, but if they're going mm-hmm. to, it looks like, you know, the, I, I don't know, is, is Google running home to mama? Are they going to combine music and podcast again? Hmm. Well, they've kind of thought of for years. I mean, I, I remember having this conversation with Google back in 2014 of, you know, podcasts belong in YouTube, right? Um, and more and more they were positioning themselves to head that direction. So I, you know, I, I think we've seen the company go running at google.com mm-hmm. as a place for podcasts. Um, and, but they haven't really focused too heavily on podcasts in YouTube, even though the, the numbers and the research are showing that a lot of people are finding podcasts in YouTube more and more. So, um, you know, and I think that there is changes going on at Google podcasts right now. I know there's been staff turnover and, I don't really have a sense of what's going on behind the scenes, but, uh, you know, there's probably something brewing. So well, we shall see. If, if you think about it, and I've got a, for those of you listening, I've got a screen ready to bring up. Rob can't see this, but I'm on music.youtube.com. Um, mm. That's, yeah. you know, that's where I am. And, you know, I don't know if you, many of you, I don't know if you consume music on YouTube or not, but you know, here is, uh, you know, as new release music and, you know, so, okay. So we've got music.youtube.com. 
music.youtube.com. So what's to stop? Now let me let me see what happens here. I, let's let's see if I, we're going to get a scoop. I'm going to type in podcast. YouTube.com. And oh, DNS says nothing. It comes up dead. So there's nothing there yet. So, no. you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that'll be curious to watch. Because yeah. I'm, okay, uh, I'll, put, I'll put $5 down here. Anyone willing to take the bet that's not what's happening? I'm best. I'm just betting it is. So they got rid of Google Play Music. Right. They've got a good YouTube app that's got great penetration. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Um. Is is there a separate app? I, I again, I don't know. I'm going to have to look here. Is there? Let me go to the App Store. Um. Maybe someone that's listening can help out here. Um. Let me go app. And so the question, though, Todd, is mm -hmm. um, is is the content that's in music.youtube.com are is that all videos or is that audio? Uh, I don't know. I've never played around there. So let me uh, let me look. So, so let go. me go here and uh, let's look at new release mix. And when I oh no, it's 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 uh, it's a, it's just regular music, regular playlist. Oh yeah. So, uh, see, so make sure my speaker's turned down here so we don't get a copyright violation. Let me click on this. Yeah, so the, from what I saw, it displayed the cover art It image. displays the cover art of the, of the... And then it plays the audio plays, in the background. It's not yep. a video experience. No, right. it's not. So, let me look for music YouTube on the App Store. And they so do. They they have they fact. have they have right. YouTube music. Um let me enable this and update this. It's making me update. So there is a an app for that. So what's to stop them from adding podcast to their music site? Um I would not doubt it in the in a least that that someday the screen I'm showing right. right now will be says podcast on it and have the podcast on. You still there, Rob? Oh, something happened. It looked like Skype froze on him. I see him holding his, this is this, hey, everyone, this is kind of fun. So Rob's picture Look! Look at his! <laughs> like how we froze with him. All right, hang on. Oh, there it goes. So we'll see if he dials back in. <laughs> oh, you you disappeared completely, and you you had your hand up on your forehead when it when it was it was perfect. I should have screen captured it. <laughs> yes. So I think where I left off is I agree with you, Todd. I think that would be the logical move here. Uh, it's just, are they going to build podcasts into music.youtube.com or are they going to create a podcast.youtube.com separate? My, get, my bet would be podcast.youtube.com would be my guess. So, yeah. so and dreams come true. People can be famous YouTubers on podcast.youtube.com. 
So well, it yeah. would it would not be that big of a leap. And so what we really need to find out what the makeup of the current podcast team, if we can find out who who that team is reporting to, I think we would pretty quickly know the direction they're heading. I think I did hear that there's a person there um, from a company that they acquired that was on the audio side. Um, was it like something 40 DB or something like that? I can't remember the name of the company that they had acquired. Um, you know, a couple of years ago it is now kind of, kind of in charge of that. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure what the connection is to YouTube. So, so, well, I guess, I guess we will, we'll find but out. But I think something, I mean, it would make sense that something is brewing here. Um, but Todd and I are just conjecturing here. I mean, it's, um, I'm not this under changeover. NDA. I'm not under, and, NDA, I'm, I'm not under NDA. I know nothing. Right. Well, I mean, we're just speculating really because there's a changeover in staff and, um, I don't know that they fully staffed up yet. So, well, there was also some discussions that's happened this week about this topic and and some roll into Google Music and you know, so we'll see where mm-hmm. this leads. Yeah. It's uh it's it's a curious development. Um and well, a curious potential development. Right. Call well, it, right. I'm just I'm I already got my my $20 down, this is what's going to happen. So I'm, I'm in for a pound um, or 20 pounds or whatever it is. Yeah. So I, I guess, I guess we'll find out, you know, there was a couple of uh, comments on people listening to our show last week that were real happy about our audio quality from Riverside, but yet halfway through my, I lost my mic. So if, if they were happy with the audio last week, I'm like, wow. <laughs> because uh, that was no fun editing that last edition because the two, I had two files for me because of the mic change. They gave me two recordings back and finding that exact mm. spot. Actually it was easier to go put it to the end and then trickle it back a few milliseconds and, and to get it to where it was. But there's this gap where you're talking, Todd, Todd, I can't hear you, Todd. Right. Well, that, <laughs> Well, the thing is why, why it sounds better is because it's, it's locally recorded. Yeah, it's a double end. Um, right. Where this is recorded over, over an internet stream. Right. So you're always going to have some latency dropouts, just like what happened earlier. Yeah. Um, that actually doesn't dramatically impact the quality if that happens on a Riverside. Mm-hmm. Now, so, my situation was a little different because it, it lost my mic for some reason. Yeah. Well, that was a different issue. Yeah, and yeah. I think what it was is just my laptop is, as a matter of fact, the trusty MacBook Pro that sits right here, uh, 10 days from now, will be replaced with a Mac Mini. And uh, I will be sending the MacBook Pro to Apple to have a new battery put in it, and it will only be used when I travel. <laughs> it mm-hmm. won't be sitting here and being my <clears throat> production machine for the for the show. Right. A Mac yeah. Mini will open browser windows just as easy as a. Uh, <laughs> matter of fact, it's a very in, very inexpensive way to go to, uh, or, you know, replace a computer. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know I know you're on a Microsoft product. 
I am. Yes. We'll get you switch over yet someday. Well, and I did notice that the upgrade to to, to Windows 11 um, isn't going to make it to all all computers. Yeah. So they're going to be, you know, like I've got a, you know, a five-year-old, six-year-old Surface um, laptop, and it's not getting the upgrade to Windows 11. Well, I've got a super-powered uh, MSI gaming laptop here that sets off to my side that's used really for nothing. Mm-hmm. It's really overpowered. So I don't know if I how to even check and see if it's going to get Windows 11. I guess you probably probably got a site well, for that. Well, you do Windows Update, and then there's a, um, It'll tell a, you. a little um, program that you download that will inspect your system mm-hmm. to make sure that it fits their minimum requirements. I got you. So that's how that, that, that works. So some of my computers are upgradable and some of them aren't. Yeah, so Windows 10 is still fine. So maybe it is. It is. And they're going to keep updating, um, you know, the latest Windows 10 yep. for some couple of years, probably in the future. But, um, but anyway, Todd, we should probably move on yeah, and yeah. Talk, wanna... talk a little bit about uh, the um, kind of article that James Cridlin um, penned about the differences between Apple Podcasts and Spotify, um, <laughs> in, in by, I guess, quoting an article and talking about an article written by Mark McCreary from PodTrack. So mm-hmm. about the the differences and where Spotify is versus where Apple Podcasts is, and I thought that the interesting distinction in the article was the calculations. Um, and this is all based on the month of September, um, that they, they, they separated this concept of monthly audience from monthly streams and downloads as a distinction. I don't know if you I saw that. honed in on that, yep. Todd, but I do know that the, the bigger, kind of radio platforms like, uh, iHeart and others, um, are starting to talk more about audience. Um, and that's, that is a different metric than a stream and a download. And they're, they're really pushing for talking about audience. Because, Um, because they're not going to win otherwise. Well, because that's what the advertisers want to hear. What's the audience? Mm -hmm. They don't want to hear downloads or streams. So, well, that's, you know, so that's what it's about, you know, I heart and all those folks, they can talk all the beep they want. The right. simple fact is if you look, they just, they're, they're doing less than, I don't care. They can have, okay. It is impossible for, you know, it's, it's fuzzy math is what's going on here. And the the claim, and we're not going to talk about Spotify, but let's talk about iHeart. They have less than 1%. 1% of all traffic that I'm measuring yeah. that goes into their platform. 1%. Right. So less than 1%. A decimal of a percent. And yet they want to try to say that they have, or even Spotify says they have this big audience. Hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, that's true, Todd. I think 
you know, we have to look at this through the, the lens of PodTrack, right? Because this data is coming out of PodTrack's right. tracking. And PodTrack um, tracks a lot of big networks. You know, iHeart's one of them. Um, and they're, but they're taking a snapshot of the industry. You know, what you show, what the data shows is not reflective of the whole industry. It's reflective of the clients that PodTrack has. Uh, which is a fairly small subset um, of the podcast space. But it does show in the numbers that they shared. And the problem is, and we've been talking about this for years, Todd, is the extrapolation that's being made right. based on PodTrack numbers to apply to what's happening more broadly in the in the um, the podcasting industry. And to some degree, that may or may not be true. And we have really no way of 100% knowing how much of this is, you know, skewed data versus reality? We we just don't don't know. But it the study. I don't know if you saw, you know, read through the article, but it does show that iHeart had the biggest growth um, over the period of August uh, 2020 through September 2021. <laughs> so okay. so it showed a 92.6 uh, growth in downloads. Uh, and a 95.8 share growth in audience. So it's the fastest growing. And then so Chrome. So when you have 100 and you go to 1,000, right. then you can make a big claim like that in percentage. Right, it's a percentage. There's claim. no it's raw numbers. Right. G- give me right. the raw numbers. Let's, let's hear the raw numbers. Yeah, I mean, what's what's the real share compared to Apple? Because Apple is showing in this data that they are up eight point one percent on downloads, and they're down six point two percent on audience. Now, one of the things to think about here too is that when we talk about audience, that is how many um, they're assigning how many people are actually consuming mm-hmm. this. It's not the frequency, right. how many times they're downloading, all that stuff. It's just, it, it's a people count, right? It's a, how many people have actually engaged with this? And what they're saying is that Apple is engaging with a fewer number of people, but they're, but the, the number of people that are using the platform, and this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody, are actually downloading more podcasts, right? right. So, so this, this metric that we're talking about here, and I know that James also makes an extrapolation that, um, that the indie listening apps are declining in market share. And if you look at the, the research, it, it lays that out. It says there was a 24% decline in downloads for Podcast Attic and a t- 32% decline in downloads for Stitcher and CastBox is off 31%. And you know, you run down, but then you go up to the top of the list, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and iHeart, they're all up, right, in all these metrics. Yet, um, yet, right. they, yet, Podcast Attic, Overcast are well beyond 1% global market share of right. total downloads, well right. above, right. and iHeart is not. It's not even breaking right. 1%. Right. So they're doing well as a percentage in PodTrack, right? <laughs> yeah. As compared to other other data that's right. in PodTrack. Right. 
I, you know, eight, how yeah. many shows, and I don't know that we know a number of this, Todd, how many shows are actually tracked by PodTrack? I don't know. Like, is it, is it 10,000 shows? Is it 5,000 no, shows? I have no clue. Um, because they don't share that information. Right? And, and if you're just looking at iHeart, if you have all the measurement for iHeart, for all of iHeart shows, mm-hmm. well, you're going to see what iHeart shows, but for everyone else, that's not a mainstream signed artist of iHeart. They're not doing shit. So, you know, they might be okay. They probably doing great with their own internal shows, but for, for indie podcasters. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, if you look at more broadly, the numbers, Plus, this survey is showing that uh, there's more people streaming and downloading um, content uh, via the uh, smart speaker platforms now. Um, that's that looks like is up in these numbers, um, which I think is. I mean, it, it. I mean, believe me, I'm happy to hear that any kind of upside is sure. happening with the smart speakers because it's been a little flat for a while. So. But I, I think, you know, this contention that there's a bigger audience listening to podcasts well, in, in numbers is, it, it, okay, what that means is if you have, well, let's just use a number. If you have 100 million people on Spotify listening to one podcast, mm-hmm. all right? So they have a hundred million people that are using Spotify. Right. But if you have 400 million, 500 million people listening to five podcasts on Apple podcast. Yeah. I, 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 I can't, you just can't convince me based well, upon at yeah. least the numbers I see. You know, they're, right. not, they're not even breaking 10%. Right. And also, I mean, I haven't talked about Spotify's numbers in here yet, but they really exemplify what's really going on at Spotify. Um, and that is that they're showing um, more audience, right? Or more users of podcasting, but they're also showing a decline in that larger number cons- downloading and listening to shows. So what wh- what that's showing is that there's an inverse relationship between Apple podcasts and Spotify. There's, there's fewer people listening to Apple podcasts as a percentage, right? Than Spotify, but the people in Spotify that are listening to podcasts are not listening to as much. Right. So, you know, th- there's an inverse re- relationship. So Spotify is being very good at bringing new people to podcasting, but they're not doing a very good job of making them, I guess, rabid consumers of podcasts, right? Which Apple has done a much better job of, of encouraging people that get involved in podcasting to listen to a lot of shows and listen to a lot of episodes. So which would we rather have a platform that's growing the, the, um, kind of passion for podcasting or do we, you know, fan the flames of encouragement for people for a platform that's a, is bringing new people. Um, but they're not really listening to much. Well, my contention is, is that, um, in the end, 
uh, you get paid on downloads. That hasn't changed. Yeah. And, I mean, if you have a business model that's based on advertising, right. yeah, I would rather be right. delivering my shows to Apple. But because and, maybe because their audience numbers, maybe because their download numbers suck, they say, oh, we got a million people that listen. Well, and, <laughs> yeah. And this points to a, you know, this dovetails to the argument that, you know, that I'm starting to make. And I, I think it started on Twitter around, um, this, the show that recently left the exclusive deal mm -hmm. with Spotify to, and the producer of that shows all, all happy. We, we learned so much from Spotify, but I'm so happy that I can go wide again, mm -hmm. right? I can actually get in Apple podcasts, which are getting more downloads. So going exclusive to Spotify, and we talked about this with, about Joe Rogan too. He did the exclusive deal with Spotify. Guess what? His audience went down. His influence went down. Going wide gets you more audience. Well, I think it's a simple equation, and this data actually confirms that. I just, you, the question I really have is why is everyone so beholden and, and loving of Spotify? Well, because why, they're, why they're giving content creators money, Todd. They're giving a few content creators I know, but money. it's giving hope to many that that, that money is going to come their way if they build a successful show, right? Well. It's a psychological game that, that Spotify is playing to grow their influence in the market. The problem is they're not growing downloads. They're not growing listeners. What they're growing is audience which isn't always listeners. I will contend there are other ways to make money. Matter of fact, uh, doing some testing on Geek News Central. If you ever take a listen, you might hear something new over there. Mm -hmm. There are other ways to, to earn revenue and uh, without having to go narrow, you can stay wide. Right. You know, and why is Overcast... Um, declining in these numbers uh, around share of audience, but yet they're growing the number of downloads. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some inverse relationships here that, um, that some of the industry are drawing conclusions for that are, uh, I, don't, I think they're a little deceptive to what's happening. I just wish that we had more industry data across in, in, industry data, not segmented data. Um, because it can give a very different, it can give a wrong picture of what's happening. Well, you're here. giving Spotify all these accolades when, you know, for the average 97, 98% of podcasters out there, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't help them. Well, it shows me that Spotify is not growing audience that is rapidly consuming lots of podcasts. No, people go over there to get those shows that they used to be able to get wide. And they're going over there and listen to the few shows that they've signed narrow. And then mm -hmm. a few people are throwing some bones. A few people get a few listens over there that are indies. Right. But again, Again, it's also makeup of the show. You know, got some shows are getting twenty five percent over there, which is fantastic for them. But that's right. that's not the norm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom says, "I've been trying to tell you, 
What have you been trying to tell us, <laughs> Tom? Tom's on uh, listening on live. Oh, hey, Tom. <laughs> so, um, I mean, Tom, are we off the mark here? But, but it doesn't seem like that we are. Um, but I could be wrong. Um, I'm willing to, of course, I guess maybe the answer is we don't really know necessarily because this is just a snapshot of the industry. Tom Webster had a great point. Huh? Wait, what? That <laughs> phrase makes me nervous. <laughs> you know, Tom is a pretty coherent guy when yeah. it comes to this kind of stuff. So, um, it's, it's, yeah, I think you have to take this with a grain of salt. Um, it's a snapshot view. I think it paints a picture to me that makes sense. Um, and it doesn't paint the picture that, uh, everybody wants to have it paint. I, I um, just, you know, I, I just look at the download number. Sorry. You know, yeah. and it's, and we can see, you know, here's well, that's the thing. engagement. Download well, is, it, downloads equals engagement. Downloads, plays, whatever you want to call them. Here's the thing though. I can see yeah. where duplicative audience is. You know, when, when you're, when you're, when you're measuring a wide body of shows, you can see, you can see where there's duplicative audience and where there isn't. It takes some heavy crunching mm -hmm. to see where, where IPs come in for specific content. And, you know, podcasting is, you know, if you, you go back to Tom's study, what is it? Average, you know, average number of shows, a listener, what is it, six or 6.7 or something like it's, that? Yeah, I think it's like seven. Yeah. So Tom says, first of all, PodTrack doesn't measure audience. They extrapolate audience with a logarithm from their download measures. That's a different dog. Hmm? That's true. They're extrapolating right. audience. But, you know, right. I can come up with an audience number two if we want to look at a 30-day. Well, let me think about this. It's going to be hard. Because 24 hours, you know, worth of data is a big monster to begin with. Because I, 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 you know, we look at a 24-hour period and I can see how many times AIP comes into either a single episode or multiples in the, mm -hmm. on, across different shows that we measure. I'm sure that they're, they're you know, if I, again, I don't have the full view, only have our view. So I can see on a 24-hour period what in an audience looks like for a day, what a unique audience is. And that's a pretty big number, but then spread that over seven days. Maybe that's the one I'll to tell Angela, take seven days worth of data. And let's just, you know, we'll just run raw qualified IPs. We'll just run a raw run and see how many times, and maybe we can come up with a seven day running true number of, what the audience is over a seven day period, you know, mm -hmm. because if, and again, most people, if you, as long as you're not commuting too far, your IP typically doesn't change on a, as long as your phone's IPv4, not IPv6, right. if, if right. your IP doesn't change that much, right. uh, even when you're commuting 10 miles. So, because you may not have, you know, it depends on where you're at. If you're in Manhattan, you, you may change your cell tower a few times. But if you're in most of the places in America, you're not changing cell towers that often. But I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a big map. That's, that's a lot of data to run, you know. Yeah. It takes our machine 
you know, many hours to get through 24 hours worth of content. And we're right. throwing servers at it to get that processing done, spinning them up, running the data, shutting them down, spinning them up, shutting them down. So. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, at the end of the day, um, just like this, the study says monthly download share. Wow. There you're Rob, you're freezing again. Yeah, he's, we're going to lose Rob again. There's something going on with Skype today, not cooperating. So we'll see if he comes back. I think the, in the, oh, wow, he's not back yet. That's, that's not good. I think the, there he is. Boy, it's not, we're, we're batting 2,000 today. That's twice you've dropped off. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to run the speed test here, see where we were at. But I, 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 I right. think, you know, again, it's one set of data. And I mean, Apple's still kicking, kicking butt, even in Potrax numbers on streams and downloads. Right. They're, they're at 66% of the total pie. Our numbers huge. probably, well, Again, let's. Th there's two different numbers there. If we talk about the entire Apple ecosphere, that includes every app that is on iOS, Pocket Cast, Overcast, all those, all those apps, including Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we're in the 60s. But if you mm -hmm. remove all those other apps and just look at Apple Podcasts, now that's a different number. That's you know that's more closer. Well, to in this. This PodTrack number is lumping Apple Podcasts at sixty six point one percent. Yeah, well, Apple Podcasts alone with us is is like near fifty percent, may even be okay. forty nine something. So but, it 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 doesn't say in this report um, that that Apple Podcast number includes all these other smaller apps. Yeah, I I would I would be surprised if it didn't. Okay. Because, you know, you, you look at cumulative, you look at all those other apps, and it adds up, you know, 8, 9, 10, 12%. Right, and it shows Spotify, you know, 66.1% compared to Spotify is 9.1%. See, that's... Which, which is actually closer to your number, isn't that's it? That's real close to our number. Matter of fact, we're 8 point something. I think we're closer to like 13 to 15%. Right. On just on downloads. Lipson. Yeah, just downloads. Just just straight, you know, and we're using that streams and download thing again. They're not streams. Sorry. Again, even on and so here's another thing too with us, Spotify numbers have continued to drop. As far oh not well, percentage-wise, they've continued to drop. Right. And iHeartRadio comes up in this list at 4%. No way. No. A decimal of a percentage point. I, they don't make the top 10. At least not with us. Well, yeah, but they're they're hosting their own shows. So right. they're tracking right, right, different right. shows. I'm just talking about, I'm just looking at it from a perspective right. of indies. So, right. so of course, right. for their own shows, they would be, it'd be higher. Right. Yeah. So, and Overcast is 2.2. Until you Chrome can see. Chrome is 
3.5. I've got overcast, I believe, north of 3, 3.4, something like that. Mm -hmm. What did you say? What was the other one? Um, Other is 13.1, whoever other is. Mm -hmm. But what this means is that Apple is delivering seven times more downloads and streams in September of 2021 than uh, Spotify. I think in the end, we all want more downloads, more plays, whatever we're going to call it. I don't care who delivers them. Well, an audience, audience is, is important from another metric too. And that's how engaged is that audience in podcasts, right? Are they listening to seven different shows? Are they downloading an episode a week? Are they, how much are they consuming? Well, (laughs) is, is far more important than what the total audience number is, right? Well, believe me, this show and my other show have (laughs) like one or two people that listen on Spotify, you know? So (laughs) no one's, if if you're actually listening on Spotify, I'd love to hear from you. Who are you? (laughs) Right. And and believe me, don't, don't, don't misunderstand Todd and I's perspective here. We want to get player side data to know how much of the stuff they're actually listening to. Yeah. We want that data too, but the, the reality is we're not, we don't have access to numbers on audience. We're, we're, we're extrapolating that. So what do you think uh, PodTrack's so, purpose was here? Were they just trying to get a headline? Well, they've been doing this for, well, this for audience years. thing. They, I thought this was something new. Well, it's a shift in the conversation towards driving the conversation more about audience. Um, that's been, that's been, which, you know, that's what the advertising but I, I can wants still figure to, out audience wants to hear. And that, I mean, I mean, if we do want to grow the, the advertising revenue in the podcasting medium, we do have to figure out a way to talk about. We can figure out audience in, in ways that the advertisers want to hear. Um, it's, else they won't buy. We can, I can figure out audience right now. We're I just, know, but just, it's not 100% it's, accurate. No, it's not, accurate. it's not 100%. It's probably 80, 85. So it's based on more on uniques. Then, yeah, is what uniques, you're saying. Yeah, based on uniques. Right. right. Probably closer to 90. I probably get, yeah, Which, probably close to, I can get close to, close to 90% based on just on uniques. Now, now again, don't know if they listen. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that, that's the factor. The, you know, the, the, the issue is once you start talking about audience, you're setting an expectation that that audience equal is equivalent to a listen. Well, good luck with that. But that's not true. It's not. Cause I can, right. I can tell you pretty with uh, quite some certainty, how many streams mm-hmm. that they call them at Spotify do not complete. And it's a lot. Right. And it's, and it's that way with other platforms. It's not just Spotify. It's all the other ads. People will, unless they, you know, again, we know the shift has happened where there's not as much downloading happening, but there's still play happening. And, right. you know, it, in a general show, uh, 10%, 10, 12, 13% do not uh, deliver the entire media package. They don't make right. it to the end. Right. and yeah, you know, I've been tracking that for years, years and years and years. We've been tracking part, we called it partial download data, play tracking data. We've been tracking it for years. So I know on a day-to-day basis how much of an episode has been delivered. And actually the data's gotten better 
the fewer people that are downloading, the more people are streaming are and that numbers in that accuracy number improved be, because mm-hmm. of the partial data. Now some apps you hit play and they download the whole dang on thing immediately. There is no byte chunking right. going on. Right. So you know, right. again, there's that there's probably ten percent margin or fifteen or maybe twenty percent margin of error there anyway. But so, until we get client side data, we'll never know any of this data. One, exactly. One thing that this raises in my mind as a question is why is the the downloads and streams metrics so different on Spotify versus Apple? Um, you know, why why is there so many have you tried new to- people getting exposed to podcasts and Spotify, but they're just not consuming it? As much because, content because as, in Spotify, yeah. in my opinion, you have to go look for the show mm-hmm. and play it. And yeah, it's that streaming mentality, right? Right. Is that the yeah, issue? That's right. my personal opinion. Uh, whereas other apps, you say, "Oh, I want to follow that show, follow or subscribe or whatever we're going to call it today," right. and they do. But then again, goes back to that you know, what we've been talking about for 15 years is, you know, did they listen? I mean, is this a case for us moving towards this kind of click play and follow type of methodology? It's going to move there. Is, is creating more listeners that listen to less content. Tom's saying, Oh my God, is this my newsletter this week? I think it's, it's, it's an interesting topic, you know, is, are we driving podcast listeners based on these click play experiences, um, to, you know, to consume less content because there's less engagement. Uh, No, I don't think it's less engagement. Well, okay. That's probably, that's probably the wrong word. No, what's happening is, is the, the, or or less commitment, I guess. Well, maybe not less commitment. It's just, they're they're grown to go to YouTube and click play. So if they're you know, I think the same thing is happening for podcasts. They're just you know, they don't or, worry about not listening to the content on an airplane. They don't worry about listening yeah. to it in a you know no a no cell phone zone where like my house where now I have zero bars for T-Mobile. You know, right. and can't can't get it. The only reason I, the only way my phone works at home now is because I have to have a a Wi-Fi connection. Right piece of crap network or uh, or todd let me play out another scenario is it because because you know e- even tom's numbers were showing a faster growth in podcast listeners coming out of the 18 to 24 age group uh, maybe that age group doesn't consume as much podcasts i don't know as the 35 to 40 year old age group or the 30 to 40 year old age group tom says um, or what if the Spotify stream to listener ratio is about right? Well, it probably is. Well, it probably is. The, I, I would think that the Spotify right. stream to listener ratio is probably, probably really close. I would think so. Uh, absolutely. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would think so. I think that would be pretty, I, I don't think you but can does, down. Does demographics explain this? Which means that we're in a phase of high growth of lower consuming podcast listeners. 
because of the age demo, but they're spending more time listening to music than maybe a 30 to 40 year old is. I don't know, but I, I think Tom's right. If the Spotify stream to listener ratio should be pretty close. It, I, I, I don't think we can doubt that yeah. based upon how I've used the app. I don't know. We'll have to have a bunch of Spotify users tell us how they use the app. Yeah. Whereas that would make sense. Whereas yeah. I was just on an airplane and got stuck in Chicago and, you know, had all kinds of minutiae to get home here recently. I wasn't on Southwest, by the way. Um, the, uh, thank, goodness. thank right. God I'd still be in Chicago. Um, <laughs> or Am actually Amtrak came in pretty handy. Um, the, uh, and what was I doing? I was catching up. I listened to, well, four, no agenda episodes on my trip home. And, but I hadn't listened for a while. So I actually had to initiate the, you know, when I hit play, they were, when I had internet connection, they, they would play because they had stopped downloading automatically. So was my ratio one-to-one -one in that instance? Probably because I didn't actually reinitiate the, the download on that those older episodes, I just, you know, just listened to the last four. So I was definitely a one-to-one -one there. Um, but if I had been actively listening to that show, but on, at least on Apple podcasts, I would have already had it in the, you know, in the device. So the ratio would have been off because there could have been episodes sitting in there that I never listened to. Mm -hmm. So, so in that instance, the ratio is definitely lower, has to be lower. I think we've all, this is, we've been talking about this for, Christ, 16 years. Right. And by the way, uh, I know you already passed yours. Happy 17th uh, anniversary in podcasting, Rob. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's true. September um, 15th, 16th. For oh, me. you were. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just, mine was just four days ago. So, but yeah, yeah so I, well, you know, I, again, don't care where they listen, long as they listen, long as we can still count it. Um, and we can, those that need to can still bill for it. Then I, I think we're good. I think I don't care yeah. I, if, if, if Spotify brings on a hundred million new listeners that listen to six or seven ep podcast episodes. Fantastic. It, it'll show up in the data, you mm -hmm. know, it'll show up and we'll be able to tell them, you know, so, you know, I, I'm good. I don't care where the growth comes from. But believe me, I'm not, yeah. as, you know, I think they get undue attention. I think yeah. there's undue claims made by some other platforms too. But again, mm -hmm. I'm, I look at this from an indie perspective. I'm not measuring I heart produce shows. I'm right. measuring, you know, hundred thousand podcasts that are on I heart that are not. I heart shows. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, you guys and Lipson is pushing shows out to iHeart to right. be in their catalog. Yeah. And we're not seeing a huge, huge listener base no. consuming content over no. there. No. Um, so, but you know, they, and rightfully so they promote their show. I, I don't have their app, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I'm going to assume that they're pushing right. their podcast in the prominent positions in the playlist. That's right. what I would do if I was an iHeart executive. Our shows go to the top. The rest of the minions go on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And uh, so be it. And to some degree, I'm sure that's happening at Spotify too with oh, all I'm these sure. exclusive deals that they're doing. And they so. have to. Why, why would you? 
It'd be dumb for them not to promote Joe Rogan and all these other shows that they've spent millions of dollars on. Matter of fact, if they, if they didn't, someone should be fired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Todd, I saw that Apple podcasts did an update to their, um, their Apple podcast for creators page. And if you saw this, uh, the podcast host providers, it's an updated list. Oh, maybe I'm linking to, to everybody and any new ones got on, on this list. Like some of them I hadn't actually had, it didn't know that much about. So, you know, what's kind of funny is, is this week has been the week of someone has gotten pissed off by some shows that have grown. Well, I know the company. I can't say. Mm-hmm. I think it's very ironic that I, well, there is a certain company out there that are shedding. I guess that's the better word to say it. Oh, they're shedding, they're shows? shedding yeah. shows that are moving a lot of bandwidth. Um, I just moved one that's moving 130 terabytes a month of bandwidth because the host said they're costing them too much money. So uh, I brought the guy over and uh, so now I'm carrying the 130 terabytes of, of traffic. (laughs) One, one uh, new and notable on that list of uh, podcast hosts, um, which I, maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but uh, it was Fireside that's now on the list. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> They're not making any news. Whatever. We don't need to talk whatever. about them. Right, right. So, um, but and a couple of them here I hadn't, I don't really know much about. So, so Rob, have you, yeah. have you got any of these shows moved to you that were being shed from this particular host? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. There's, yeah, yeah. I think it's, safe to say that there's there's constant movement going on so it's it always cracks me up when these calls come because the podcaster's in a panic i don't know what i'm going to do i'm like come on just migrate over here we got you <laughs> so so one thing i did see that oh, you don't want to talk is- about this you you just want to keep on moving it wasn't from you guys <laughs> I don't have any trouble talking about it, but yeah. okay, okay, go ahead. There's just not a lot to say. Yeah. yeah, be careful who you host with, and watch. And unlimited doesn't always mean unlimited. Well, maybe maybe at times unlimited shouldn't be unlimited. So there you go. For, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, well, right. Stop! Stop saying. We tell all independent podcasters. As long as you are not a commercial show, you can be on a flat rate plan. Right. But if you, yeah. We're clear about that. Right. And, and 97, 8% of the time, shows that are commercial or businesses know they can't be on a flat rate plan. And Mm -hmm. their business, that's their pay business rates. Or go somewhere, host it for free. And the, and not many do. So if you're going to, you know, you better be clear in your literature, uh, what the cutoff is, what, where the line is. If it's X number of downloads, if it's per month, if it's X number of terabytes, um, you know, 130 terabytes is not an insignificant amount of bandwidth. 
you know. No, it's not. And no. you know, even you know, I I know what I pay for 130 terabytes of bandwidth, and that's and we're moving petabytes. I'm not worried about 130 terabytes. So, yeah. But if you've been told to leave, <laughs> we're migrating people this week. <laughs> Yeah, that's constantly going, and Mr. Cridlin tracks that pretty closely off of his uh, pod news. He, yeah, too. he was asking me, who, who, what company? I said, you, I'm not going to, I'm going to let the podcaster do it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best place. <laughs> yes. But, you know, but if you look at that list, that and I am not looking at this, how many, are there 30, 30 companies on that list now? 40? I didn't count how many. One, two, three. There's four, eight, 12, 16, uh, 20, 22. Oh, so there's more than that, though. So. I think so, but these are only ones that have been successful in getting Apple to add them to the list. You saw that one report. Someone came out and said uh, market share by number of episodes produced, right? And oh, yeah. yeah, that was, you know, it, it, it's what it is. And, you know, I, I know what my market share is just on based on customer numbers. I don't have to worry about how many episodes they're producing. Yeah. Yeah. Did you um, follow this article or the, the whole story around um, Aussie and, and media and their, you know, their kind of. <sighs> unethical I, behavior and making promises that weren't true. And then they, they said they were going to shut down and then they came back saying that they weren't, you know, I, I didn't really dig into that. I didn't have time. Cause that, that was, I think that busted last week while I was worrying about yeah. dying. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. just that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was preoccupied a little bit. Um, so give me the, give me the scuttlebutt here. What, what did they do? Well, I guess I don't know deep information because I was like you to some degree. It was kind of like I'm just hearing things in the periphery about this. But um, Stephen Golstein actually wrote an article about it as, you know, kind of like a little bit of a cautionary tale about um, this thing. And his takeaway from it is it was as podcasting has snowballed, creators, publishers and advertisers find themselves competing for limited shelf space with escalating pressure on jammed social and marketing channels, competition for cross promotion, and to uh, to many sound like a let's say cross promotion, and to many sound like a shows. I'm not quite sure what he was saying there. There is um, desperation out there that can lead to warp thinking and questionable tactics, and I think that's been going on in the podcasting space for a long time. There's you know these these folks that you know, have popped up trying to, you know, um, stimulate your download numbers <laughs> and all sorts of games that have been, uh, people have played in this medium to game the system of sorts. And, and I think, um, that's what this, this network was, um, being, you know, called out for was kind of questionable tactics around creating attention and inflating numbers and doing all the things that you shouldn't do. Um, to grow a credible, credible platform or, or network or whatever you're, you're building, you need to do it 
based on some integrity and not cheating and lying and giving out fake numbers and all that stuff will come back and bite you. Yeah, you know, luckily, it's probably been two or three years, maybe more, maybe five years since I've gotten a call from a podcaster said, Todd, we want to we want to run some advertising and uh, our show's mm-hmm. got, you know, X and I, where I've had to respond, great, are you on our stats? No, okay, we can get you on the stats and we'll talk in 10 days. And usually those conversations were much different after the 10 days. So I haven't had those types of conversations anymore along, I mean, for years, because I think podcasters have kind of, there's, a, there's enough level playing field now with statistics that, you, you know, you, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to boast on, well, you can probably still lie about your numbers if you're talking to someone else, but, hmm. It's, yeah. it's not like it's going to be something that's not going to go unnoticed if you try to bill the the media buyers already know you know certain shows are going to perform at certain certain levels yeah and i mean it's just a matter of time you're going to get found out i mean ozzy was claiming to have a footprint of 25 million email subscribers and a social reach of 25 million and 30 million youtube views um well, that was but, the network was saying that. Yeah, Oz Aussie Medium was claiming these to be the case, even though they're, they didn't turn out to be true in any regard. I mean, it was a new, it was a new network. It wasn't something that's right. been around for very long. So, how all of a sudden do you have these huge numbers? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it got the guy in trouble, and he he had to come out and say that he was shutting it down because he was under a lot of pressure. Um, but now he's coming out saying that he's going to keep it going. So he's so, going to so question- change his ways, oh, I guess. Oh, so he didn't admit that he inflated. Again, I don't know here. Again, this is, this is, I'm saying this based on not knowing the full story. So he didn't right. really admit to any wrongdoing. He just said he's going to keep on running. Well, he was um, buying numbers. He was buying eyeballs oh. and listeners oh. through these oh. paid paid methods, the right? Click farms. The, right, right. So so maybe in some of the platforms it, it, it was showing similar numbers, but it just wasn't built on real credible audience. It so, was just so I'll tell you where click farms could become potentially totally damaging to the space is if Apple continues their progression towards obscuring IPs. Hmm. Right. Because then we're going to really be blind in a lot of areas. And what I'm talking about here is now when you use Safari on your mobile device, if you have uh, uh, something, what is it called? Uh, Something Plus, um, Mm -hmm. you can basically use a VPN. And if they continued that progression of rolling out the VPN capability to the, they've got a list. Apple produced a list. There's uh, like, you know, it's, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of IPs it is, but it's, you know, it's basically downtown LA, uh, Burbank. It's got all these different IPs of, of areas that if you're in and you're on Safari, you'll show up as being in, you know, everyone in that area will show up as the same IP. And, um, if that's expanded into apps, 
then that could be very devastating. And um, while I can't say too much, I know the, the IAB is working on some stuff to, you know, basically have a some commentary at some point on uh, our concerns. So a writer back on October 11th, his name was Jack. He posted an article uh, with the title, wondering if now is a good time to start a podcast. Absolutely. So that's, that's his answer too. He asked the question in, in the headline uh, and says, yes, it is. My question is, well, why is it a good time? Todd, do you have a, idea of a thought on that? I do, and I want to double-check something. We may have... uh, Are we off the air on YouTube? We may have lost the stream to YouTube. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's very simple. Let me go over to a a website here that's well-known. It's called Podcast Index. And Mm. uh, we'll go go over to... Yeah, how many active shows? Is that where you're So, heading? yes, I am. So, I'm heading over here, and today there are 4.3 million shows in the podcast index. And of the last three days, 118,000 of those have produced an episode. Last 10 days, 246,000. Last 30 days, 351,000. Last 60 days, 434,000. And the last 90 days, and now this number's dropped, 517,000 episodes. 517,000 shows have produced a single episode. So that number, I think since we've been doing this show for at least the last two or three years, that 400,000 number in the last 60 days is, you know, it's hovered maybe up 10, down 10, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's always around 400K. Right. Which is about 10%. Of yes. the overall number. Yeah. Right. And 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 if you go 90 days, it's only 517,000. You go out to a year, that number does not jump that much more, I would imagine. And um, and then given that, um, and I agree with the premise on that, the competition isn't quite as extensive as a lot of people maybe have the perception. And I've been... I don't know if you've seen this too, Todd. I've noticed a lot of people writing articles and posting about this saying, well, the podcasting industry is about 2 million podcasts or 1.5 or, you know, 750. It's like nobody really, you know, there's no consistency in people's understanding of how big this medium is. Um, So when they talk about it, they're not really talking about it based on seeing real numbers. Um, But it, it does beg the question, well, you know, of that 400,000 or 200,000, depending on what the frequency is, um, what makes a show, do you think, that nowadays um, get downloads? I mean, is it just distribution being everywhere? Or do you think that there's something, and I'm trying to unlock this myself because more and more podcasters are wanting to grow audience. Well, what's what's the magic formula to grow audience and really grow audience, not just make the claim, you know, um, I'm growing audience, even well, though I'm, I'm not right. I, I, it's in, in a word, and I'm going to take this, steal this from my Hawaii time grind. Yeah. You, you got to grind. You gotta do everything. Why are these big shows successful? They're coming out of these networks because they have a team that does 
marketing, does does promotion, a lot of stuff. does a lot of right. stuff. And for the independent content creator out there, you don't have a team of thirteen. You have a team of one or two if you're lucky, right? right. And maybe some audience members that will help you. You got to grind. You got to do all these things. And if you're working a full time job, there's not enough time to do the grind unless you don't sleep, right? So, what? The question gets back to what what comprises the grind? Everything. What marketing, I, well, social, yeah. cr- content, uh, get making the content better, making it sound better, make uh, everything, editing, it, everything. Everything that you can throw at the kitchen sink. I everything. Mean, I'm a big, big, big believer in um building relationships outside re- relationships with other other um, entities, um, people that have a like mind for what you're doing, um, doing cross promotion partnerships, doing all sorts of stuff to getting, getting you exposed to um, audiences that have shown through other mediums to have an affinity towards the genre that you're, you're in. The, the, the problem is getting people to do that because I mean, a lot of podcasters are introverts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's been the, the common characteristic for a long time and don't naturally, um, feel inclined that they go out and network and build relationships. And I do think that in this COVID climate, um, I think, uh, there's less of that happening where people are meeting face to face. People aren't getting out in conferences. They're, they're, they're not meeting people. Everything is done over email or some sort of messaging app or something like that. And it's not as people aren't connecting with each other as much. And I think that does hold back podcasting. Cause I mean, I think back to all the years that I did stuff and it was all about connecting with other people. Just give an example. I mean, this whole Facebook thing that we're doing next week, that's an example of what I'm talking about. It's reaching out to other groups, other entities that have a potential win-win opportunity with the show, right? And creating opportunities and reasons for why audience would come in and listen to that show. They're going to come in because nobody else in the industry has had people from Facebook on talking about what they're doing with Facebook podcasts. So if you can do something that's unique to gather attention or you can partner with somebody that's got um, higher profile than you. Uh, I think there's some power in that. It builds credibility for you as the host, as well as the show. So there's lots of things that you can do. Right. It's, and that's like one of like, that's like one, right. Of 20 things. It is right. You know, and I, I, for three, four years ago, I had this list of 13, 13 things you could do to grow your show. And you know, one, and it's like one subset of that was, all right, you're getting ready to hit around round number, 150, 10, 250, 300, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then what do you do for that specific episode? You talk to the news outlets, you talk to radio and your local network. You, you just do, you know, you got to do get that exposure. And again, it's about networking, getting exposure. Yeah. Why did I go to CES and do everything I did for all those years was to get exposure and get access to those audiences you know, do, do, the the value I got out of GoPro linking back to my little tech website not only gave me Google authority, gave me credibility, gave me access to a new group of people that were excited about GoPro and wanted to know about it and they come listen to my show. 
Now, how many of them subscribe? Right. Who knows? Right. But rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. I did that, you know, 60 times or 80 times at CES. And then I took the other team members 40, 50, 60 times. And I put their content in my content. And we shared it all. And what did we do? We networked together to build awareness and build each other's shows. And it mm -hmm. worked amazingly well. But I had to take PTO. <laughs> right. You know, because it, it wasn't full-time podcasting. I had a J-O-B. You know, right. even today I go to CES. Raw Voice just doesn't let me go to, to, to an event and hang out for a week and not work. I have to take, that's, you know, that's still on me. I have to take PTO to do that. Right. So it's just, again, one thing of many. And I think a lot of content right. creators, I, I, I had a conversation yesterday with a gentleman that is in a couple of niches of content and um, they're producing shows and they're having success. So he called me, says, what can we do to help grow the numbers? And we went through everything. And I, I, like, I told the guy after 30 minutes, I said, you're doing everything right. I said, you're the first person I've talked to in a long time where I don't know if I have a recommendation for you. But Rob just made me remember I missed one, that cross-promotion of shows. I didn't tell mm -hmm. him to do that. So that was the one thing that didn't come up in the conversation. So what like I'm thinking of the value we got out of that in the early days of tech podcasts and when we had those shows all doing cross promotion and right. sh and sharing um right. it was huge huge value but you just can't create content and and you can't just post on Facebook and you just can't post on Instagram and you just can't post on Twitter and LinkedIn and you just can't you just can't you got to do more right and that's that that's the key takeaway you know you you, you still have to produce amazing content too you know and, it it's and i'm tired just discussing right. that <laughs> and there's you know there are shows out there that are diamonds in the rough right yeah. that are that are doing amazing content but they just haven't been discovered yet or they haven't gotten in front of the right audience or they haven't been exposed to enough people about what that show is about, you know, I mean, if I think back to the the radio show that I did for seven years, um, it was these key inflection points. Like when I got uh, listed in PC magazine as a, right. as a top website, um, out there that, that was even before people even knew right. what a podcast was, but, um, but, it, drove but it was really right. It's just getting exposure to a large group of people. However, you can do that going on a radio show, getting on a TV show or getting on writing a book or doing these other things where you can get involved in doing interviews or you can, I mean, it's just getting exposure to people. Um, sometimes can make all the difference in the it world, makes but it's all the difference, but it's the balance between, well, you got to have a, a terrific product too. True. So you have to have a terrific show that's timed with a terrific marketing strategy and a PR campaign you know, it, and there, there isn't really any kind of like guarantee on any of that. It's almost like this X factor that comes into play, right? I mean, think about television. Television is a classic example. You can have, you know, like Star Trek, right? The first two years of Star Trek, it, it almost got canceled, right? And it, it just, it just, the timing of it, and you had to be consistent, right? You had to be there and, 
And, and there's other TV shows like that too, that are examples of this. And, you know, it's not the instant overnight success. It's being there consistently doing it, trudging through it. And then you get a break, right? And then you get another break and then you get another break. And that's, that, that can come two, three years into what you're doing. I, I, and yeah, anyone listens to this show, I think already knows this, but it's, it's hard work. It's hard. You know, it's hard. And yeah. I think of all the years I did, I was doing blog posts, podcasts, all that stuff and still building a company and, yeah. you know, no wonder I have no hair left. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. and you know, it is okay. And here's an example. The last show we did, that wasn't our best by far. And I'm remote, I'm jet lagged, dealing with little technical issues. We had a great conversation, but it was not our best work. You know, it really wasn't. And this show, I think, you know, so far we're doing okay. You know, we yeah. haven't, uh, we haven't jacked it up completely yet. And so every show you have to continue to build on. And after doing 1500 plus shows on my other podcast, some shows I just walk away from thinking, eh, that one, that one could, we could have done better on. And you have to continue to do better on. I just listened to a podcast that uh, I never heard of before. Um, I had a consult call with the guy and he's complaining about his numbers. <laughs> Robbie's doing like 220,000 episodes. And I'm like, Hey, hold up, hold up, hold up. You do realize that you have made it. You, you right, are doing right. very, very well. I said, well, I got three sponsors. I'm like, and you think you are not doing great. I said, you, right. your friend, you, you, you are, you are, you, my friend are, are, are on like the, the top half quarter percent. Right. right. You, you know, and right. you know, and, uh, he's, he's asking me for advice. I'm like, I want to ask you some advice. You know, how, how did, how did you get there? You know, and really right. what it was. And that's the question I asked him. How did you get to this size audience? He thought he wasn't doing good. <laughs> and, um, he said, just focused on the content, having great content and networking. And making yeah. sure my audience shared the show. How many of you have asked? How many of you have actually asked your audience to recommend your show to other people? I bet you there's a lot of people that have never asked their audience to do that. Yeah, and that's 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 like one of the top two ways that people here find podcasts: word of mouth sharing. Right, and you know, and stranger things happen to build loyalty in shows too. I've, you know, I've had some emails recently come in from someone that says, you know, I'm a fan for life and this, this, and this is what caused me. And it was little things, little itty bitty things that caused that person to stay with the show for life. Now right. there's been some stuff I've said in the show that have caused people to leave too. Right. Uh, and probably this show too. Um, well, I mean, I mean, we've been doing this show for a long time and it's, it's, it's grown a decent audience. Yeah. It's, it's never going to be a 200,000 no. <laughs> download show, yeah. but it's, it's certainly, I think it's one of the biggest, um, podcasts about podcasting in the industry. No, no, no uh, one else talks about their numbers. Right. Right. But, so. you know, I don't know. I mean, I've seen, I've seen numbers from some of the other podcasts 
topic podcasts and they're, they're not this high. So, but that's, but that, you know, it's also not a, not a genre that I would expect to have a huge audience. Right, right. You know, some people listen because they want to see what type of trouble we're going to get into. And, and, uh, (laughs) and there have been times when we have accomplished that. Yes. You know, and, and and you let's be humble too. Uh, You know, I appreciate people listening and wanting to hear what we have to say. You know, it's very humbling that people want to do that. And if they're listening because they're mad at us, um, they don't tell us. That's okay too. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true too. (laughs) If they're listening because they like us, then then that's 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 even better. But and you know, um, I and you why didn't I talk about the company that sent me customers this week? I don't want to, you know, I I don't want to necessarily burn bridges. I know who they are. I know who the who the owner is over there. You know, it's like mm -hmm. it's not like I you know I can put him on blast. And, um, but you know, it's, and we all horse trade customers. So it's, it's not like, you know, people, people, uh, you know, they, they change hosts from time to time, not as often as you would think. Mm -hmm. Joseph's on, he says, remember pod to pod. Yes, we do. Joseph, hope you're doing well. (laughs) Uh, so thanks for, I hope you're doing well. Joseph was, uh, run the pod to pod newsletter for a while. And I know Joseph is still dabbling in uh, podcast advertising a bit. So at least the last time I talked to him. Yeah. But there's a lot of, a lot of movement in the space, Rob. I mean, we, you know, and you know, I, I go through and look at shows and, and personalities and companies and networks. I'm like, who is this person? You know, there's a lot of people out there that are involved in podcasting now. It's it's a big eco space. It's big. Yeah, and a lot of new people to the media yeah. too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. And so uh, which is great. Uh, everybody's welcome. That's right. I think we've always said that. Yeah. True. So we are we made it. We made it to the end without totally uh <laughs> jacking things up today. It's always an accomplishment to do a podcast for 90 minutes, isn't it, Todd? Yes, especially especially when you don't have any preparation. And, you know, I thought we were <laughs> going to talk about Facebook all day today, and you show up and I'm like, where's Facebook? And I go, they're next week. I'm like, okay. I'm, yeah, right. I was waiting for you yeah. to come in on the small screen. And, matter of fact, you, you uh, didn't show up on time, I thought, because, you know, if we have guests, you're usually here early. And you, yeah. you rolled right in 30 seconds before we're supposed to go live. I'm like, okay, are they having trouble getting in? Did they cancel? Is there something I don't know? Well, and also, you know, the, the this call, even with Facebook, so just just to be forewarned with the audience, they're probably only going to be with us for 30 minutes. Um, and then um, I'm, I'm sure that they don't use um, Skype very often, would yeah. be my guess. Um, so we're asking them to do a, a uh, conference call um, yeah. between two of them co- coming in on one one line. So it may be a little bumpy to get started with because I think we went through that when, when we brought the Google podcast guys on, yeah. you know, I, Zach I, team, right? You know, and, and I will just kind of comment uh, without revealing too much. They, you know, they're like, we'd like to have a meeting about the show. And I'm like, well, I said, Rob and I normally don't do meetings and here are the 10 things probably podcasters want to know the most. <laughs> right. And I think that got them over it got the hump. talking is what it did, Todd. <laughs> you think so? 
<laughs> well, that's what he that's what I said in the email. It's like, oh yeah, we're 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 talking about those topics. We'll we'll be sure to cover those <laughs> on the show. And then I'm going to send you a, a, another list of topics that oh. make sure we cover on the show. <laughs> How are we going to get, uh, we're, we're just going to have to fire questions and be boom, 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 boom <laughs> to get through them. <laughs> well, I think they'll, they'll probably wind up staying longer than 30 minutes. I mean, I kind of proposed that on the email. I said, well, you guys know that we do the show for 90 minutes and we'd love to have you stay a little longer <laughs> than 30. So, right. <laughs> yes, indeed. But, uh, yeah. so we'll, you know, what questions do you want us to ask the Facebook team? So this is your chance. Now, you'll be able to comment while we're live as well. And uh, the Facebook team was happy we're going to be doing Facebook Live. So, Right. Um, and we're going to stay focused on Facebook podcasts. We're not going right. to go into other areas. No, 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 no. Right. Yeah, this is, that's outside of their, uh, their wheelhouse. We're not going. Right. Right. <laughs> not talking about any other thing. So, all right. Uh, well, thanks for everyone that uh, came on today. Apologize if you came over from YouTube because YouTube stream quit. Who knows what's going on there? But uh, I'm Todd at Blueberry.com. I'm at Geek News on Twitter. Uh, I can be found on Twitter as well. I can be found on Twitter um, at Rob Greenley, And that's with two E's on the end. And I can also be reached via email. If you want to send me an email to uh, Rob G at Lipson.com. And I do have a website, Rob Greenlee.com too. And that's it's updated. And if I, if I will add, if any of you want to help out in promotion of the show, want to assist in any way, we, Hey, we're, we'd love to have hey. help. <laughs> hey, we, we've had folks listening to the show, create t-shirts about the show, send us stickers, do intros, exits, all sorts of stuff. So we're open to creativity galore and we will shower you with attention. Yes. And I've even got so. cute little stickers to send you as well. So, you know, I know the you listening can't see it, but it's the new media show logo on a, on a nice little sticker you can put on your laptop and advertise the show for yep. us. So, so we were going to try and do the show. And I think I mentioned this maybe in the last episode at the Podfest origins, but uh, we decided we weren't going to do do an episode down there, a live episode. But I'm going to be still doing a presentation down there, so I'm still going down to Tampa. Yeah. To be um, to be fair, I I couldn't make it. So yeah. And so that's on November fourth. I'm going to be doing a presentation instead of the new media show down at at um, Chris Kremitzo's, uh Podfest Origins event in Tampa. So, so just for. Uh, Okay, cool. So programming note, there will be, I will not be able to do the show on the 27th of this month. I will be in, so I'll be here for Facebook, but I will not, I'm going to be in Austin on uh, October 27th. So Austin. Yep. And then uh, back to Honolulu for uh, taking half my skin off on the 18th of November too. So, but I'll still be able to do the show on, uh, uh, on the 17th. Shouldn't be an issue. Well, maybe we'll we'll see on that because I, I think I got to figure out which day I'm flying back to Honolulu. So, okay. So no show on the 27th, but we're back on the 20th with a, with right. An exclusive, yes. I think this might be the, the right way to say with Facebook podcast. Yeah. So I uh, hope you'll join us live 3 PM Eastern Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, everywhere that you can watch a live stream. We're at until it quit, until it dies. And uh, other than that, everyone, thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. Take care. Okay. Thanks. And let me see if I hit the right button.